unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. They were like, oh, that makes people uncomfortable. That makes people uncomfortable. Let's only show those two things, right. which aren't applicable today anymore. Put some ominous music over it and just let people come to their own oh, conclusions. And make the temple workers really snappy and mean. Yeah. There's no way a temple worker would have acted the way that one did. <laughs> it's just creepy. Yeah, they are all creepy. I hate that, like, every, th- every time they show anything about the church, it's like, it's creepy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Saints Unscripted. This is sort of a surprise episode in the middle of our uh, intended-to-be hiatus month of May. Look at you. Hey, what a surprise. I'll see you inside. Um, We're doing a bunch of compilations, uh, which you guys have probably noticed, but occasion has called for us to make a response video this week. Uh, to another set of Under the Banner of Heaven episodes. This is just like the weirdest series I think I've (laughs) ever watched. And it's like weirder than our own stuff that we make about ourselves. I will do anything and go anywhere. 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 That's bold. You know, I like it it's it's weird in a different way, but yeah, I like yeah. it comes off as like way more cringy than <laughs> our own writing, which says a lot. It, I it's think. almost <laughs> like the inverse weirdness yeah. of our own like internal content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we make weird stuff about like how great the church is and yeah. that's weird, but this is like weird about how bad it could be or something i, I mean, don't know like, I, don't, I don't know i feel like it's weird in the sense that it's creepily accurate in most parts where i'm like okay that's like so like who who did this who like, designed that who, like, but then other times i'm like how where did you get that like that is so far-fetched that is completely like inaccurate yes. like, so we, we already have an episode out about episodes one and two mm-hmm. today we're talking about three and four yes spoiler spoiler <laughs> spoiler alerts we are assuming that you've already seen these episodes right yeah, yeah. okay yeah. so episode three what did you guys think uh... <laughs> this, is, this is weird my, my first thought that comes to mind when i think of episode three is how did they get the set design for the temple so accurate, but the set design for the bishop's office so horrendously wrong. Like, everyone has access to what a bishop's office looks like. You had to work really hard to get, like, the temple design, but the the bishop's office was right there for you. I mean, somebody dropped the ball. I thought that was really weird. And went above and beyond, really. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. In, bishop's in offices ways. are not that exciting. No. <laughs> not even saying that his office was very exciting. But, but it was just like... That's not a bishop's office. That's not that. That's not real. Maybe in the eighties. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But. Sorry. That's probably totally not what you were going for as a response for episode three. So by and large, I thought that episode three was horrendously offensive to mm-hmm. Latter Day Saints um, for obvious reasons. If you've seen it, obviously, I, I don't think it's appropriate to show, you know, the sacred rites and ceremonies of any religion well and, and it just seemed really off color 
to do that. Yeah. It's, it's just, mm-hmm. I feel like the, the series is just full of cheap shots. But I will say, in oh, episode yeah. three, yeah. there was one thing that was so spot on and accurate. And I was just like, yes, yes, thank you. That is true. Finally, something that lands with me that I can relate to. And that's when I think it's Detective Tata. I don't know. They've said his name so many times, but they say it so quickly. I can't catch. Yeah. Okay. So, so Detective Pyrie's partner says to him something along the lines of, oh, you were a Boy Scout, weren't you? Such a Boy Scout. Such a Boy Scout. And Detective Pyrie goes, Eagle Scout. (laughs) (laughs) Took my, my boot off to check it out and it won't go back on. Everyone knows you don't take your boot off when you twist your ankle. You're such a Boy Scout. Eagle Scout, thank you very much. And that (laughs) is like Latter-day Saint culture at its prime. I've done that <laughs> hundreds of times. Eagle Scout. Oh, of course. I try not to advertise that I'm an Eagle Scout because I'm not good at anything that an Eagle Scout <laughs> taught me to do. <laughs> I'm like just barely scraping by. But I love that part. That was, that was a good part. That was I'm funny. trying to I'm trying to be positive here. <laughs> there there, positive. there are some there are some comments like that throughout the show that like are like not not necessarily positive, but that don't frame the church in negative light when you're just like, ah, yeah, that's real. Like like that. And I appreciate yeah. those moments. I'm like, I'm kind of on the fence with, like, obviously I'm like, I was fuming when I saw what they showed in episode three. Yeah. I was like, why, how, like, how could they? But I'm like, the church stands is like, it's sacred, not secret. So like, and also those videos, unfortunately, are online of temple ceremonies and all that stuff. But it's, I'm like, I was kind of on the fence with, because when they showed those sequences, there wasn't any voiceover. There wasn't any, like, talking about what they're doing. Or they were just showing what they were doing. Mm. And I feel like, I don't know, yes or no to if they talked about it, it could have explained, I guess, like, the church history or, like, what actually what they were doing. But again, if they did talk about it, that's a whole nother, right. like, a whole other thing. You're, you're like, do I want them to say more or less about yeah. this? You because, know? like, the more they explain it, the more I feel like people would understand, like, oh, okay, like, yeah, there, there was just no context but, whatsoever. Right. Then, yeah, was, there was no context to it, and that's what I was kind of like. Like, I liked that because I'm like, hey, they're not talking about what we're doing, but I would have also liked if they kind of explained yeah, what they I mean, were doing. Yeah, I mean, as long as they're going to throw it out there, they might as well do it in a way that is informed, <laughs> that I mean, like, informs I, the audience. Because it was just like a small snippet. It wasn't even mm-hmm. like anything that we practice now. now like everything that they yeah. showed was stuff that we it's no like, longer do yeah and i mean it it has like echoes today but it doesn't but we don't do those things that they showed and uh it, and it was so brief and so quick like they give the impression that that's what it's all about mm-hmm. and like no you took like a very small part of the temple ceremony and like blew it up and made everyone think that that's the focus of yeah. the ceremony yeah. which is not the focus at all it was like oh. a singular incidents and like specifically took the things that like understandably have made people uncomfortable mm-hmm. hence why we don't do them right. anymore <laughs> i don't like that makes me uncomfortable i yeah. would not like to do that i'm so but, glad but, and, and they just don't. like they were like oh that makes people uncomfortable that makes people uncomfortable let's only show those two things right. mm-hmm. which aren't applicable today anymore put some ominous music over it and just let people come to their own oh, conclusions and make the temple workers really snappy and mean yeah there's no way a temple worker would have acted the way that one did <laughs> it's just creepy yeah they are all creepy i hate that like everything every time they show anything about the church it's like it's creepy okay this isn't creepy at all yeah which 
especially church history stuff. Like the church mm-hmm. history flashbacks continue to be really bizarre. And the, yeah, they're, they're with like the weird. creepy music over it's, the top. It's like they've got like the history down, but they're like, also let's add like this fantasy like exaggeration on this that never happened but we're going to frame it in a way that it did happen happen. (laughs) and it's interesting because i still think i said this in the last episode i still think that the jumps to church history are just so stupid weird (laughs) like i I wrote that down i was like they're trying to get like the lafferty's like political and like religious extremities and trying to link it to like church history to kind of like justify their actions but it's like there's no justification for Uh, that like they're trying to make that connect the number of times that a random character will be like well (laughs) yeah you know back in 1847 and they just keep doing it yeah over over, over, over. like there's this one part in episode three when there's a standoff between these guys in you know that are holed up in their cabin and detective pirate and the police Mm -hmm. and they're like okay you know we're going in and detective pirate's like wait hans mill 200 (laughs) years ago I'm pretty sure to Sam, this looks exactly like the Hans Mill Massacre. That's what they're thinking. They think that they are these Mormons in... Persecuted in, by persecuted. the government. Yeah, and they're the going to be... Tyrants. It's, it's just like over and over again. And like you've got like Alan Lafferty, who's in custody. His wife and child have just been killed. Brutally murdered. Brutally murdered. And he chooses to focus on the most bizarre pieces of church history. Yeah, he's just like (laughs) complaining about church history. Our wives often see us much clearer than we can see ourselves. Don't you find that with your wife? All the time. And so did Emma, Joseph's wife. And you're just like... Like, what's your... What? What are your priorities, man? Like... All, everything he says is aimed at Pyrie to try to break down his faith and tell him, like, oh, the church's history is actually really yeah. evil. Like, what? Yeah. I, like, he would be my number one suspect in that situation. <laughs> like, dude. Okay, so this really bothered me. When Detective Pyrie, I think it's when he's talking with his bishop, and uh, he's talking about this murder case that he's working. They're talking about, like, who's to blame, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, Most of the evidence so far points inward towards the the early days of our people talking about latter-day saint history and you're like does it though like does it really or are these just a couple of psychopaths that like like what evidence points to our church history i'm really confused watching this uh because detective pirate is a fictional character yeah Mm -hmm. um which means that every conversation he has with everybody, including real people, are fictional conversations uh, that didn't actually happen. And so every time that we force, like Alan, every time Alan brings up church history or or whatever, uh, that wasn't actually an issue, right. was it? Like because we had Mike Pienka. Yeah, we had him in here uh, like last month. Mike Pienka was uh, was a, a police officer guard at the corrections instant facility when this was all going down. He was he was guarding Dan? Or was it Ron? I think it was Ron. Ron Lafferty. He was his guard to go for watch like the episode. 12 hours a day for like a year or something. I don't know. Yeah, I anyway, became very he was, familiar with He him. was involved with the case a lot. And the way that he talked about it made it sound like, yeah, religion was not even part of this 
formula. I think the whole thing boiled down, as I mentioned before, was Ron's um, hatred towards Brenda, the, the victim. Yeah. He uh, he vowed to always to, to get in with her. When and you... that was one of the things that struck me about that interview is like we were asking these questions about how religion played into this. And he was just like, he seemed kind of confused by yeah. the question. Yeah, he was like, what do you mean religion? Like, doesn't have anything to do with this, you know? And that was, okay, that was, I got to bring this up now, this stack of papers here. Um, okay, so just yesterday evening, Deseret News published um, an article in which they interviewed Brenda Lafferty's sister. And it was interesting because it, it confirmed to me what Mike had already told us in that other interview. So the title of this article, I would encourage you to go read it because it's really insightful, but it's... We'll link it in the description. Yeah. And it's not as long as all these papers. We just printed it from the internet. So <laughs> printed a bunch of extra stuff. But anyway, so the, the title is exclusive. The real Brenda Lafferty is lost in Under the Banner of Heaven series, her sister says. And the, the subheading is, series is absolute fiction. Sharon Wright Weeks, who's Brenda's sister, uh, says... While the real story is less about religion and more about jealousy and revenge. Weeks said religion was such a small part of Ron and Dan Lafferty's views, which she said were way more extreme governmentally. And you do get the governmental part coming across in episodes three and four mm -hmm. and lots of tax evasion stuff. Yeah. Um, she continued, religion had nothing to do with the reason Brenda and Erica were murdered, Weeks said. I guess you have to go through the court process and listen to the prosecutor tell the story about why it wasn't a religious killing, why Ron Lafferty was not incompetent, and how the crimes were determined to be a crime of passion, murders of revenge, and it had nothing to do with religion. And so it's really interesting getting her perspective on this um, because she says that she feels like her sister's death, her sister is being used to push this essentially anti-Latter-day Saint agenda. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, this is coming from someone who is, I think she's still a member, but she's not active anymore. Um, I'm going to read you one more quote here from her, uh, or from the article. It says, the series latches onto Krakauer's book's controversial take that the roots of Ron and Dan's crime lie deep in the history of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, hence all the flashbacks and stuff to early church history. Along the way, Weeks said the show sweeps Brenda up into that larger agenda against the church, even though she said Brenda absolutely loved her faith. It's disappointing that she's being used, Weeks said. It's not hard to see that writer Dustin Lance Black does not look kindly on the religion. Mm -hmm. So more than anything, I am saddened and disappointed that Brenda, who is a real person and a real victim in this case, is really just, according to her sister's views, is being disrespected. Mm -hmm. um, by the things that are being portrayed about her and, and being used to advance this other agenda that I mean I that I find offensive as a Latter-day Saint but beyond that that Brenda would be offended by you right know? Yeah. like if anything this series should have been made to highlight Brenda's memory not mm -hmm. to use it as a platform yeah. to rail against the church. Which I think they even claimed that it was for Brenda, that they were doing this. And so it's just really disappointing. So apparently not true. <laughs> yeah, it's just really disappointing that uh, it doesn't seem to be playing out that way. I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, the first three episodes were obviously slandering the church left, right, and center, but I feel like it definitely shifted into more of a 
political ideology other than a religious ideology. That's and, true. That's a good point. I mean, like, yeah, like, again, they did focus a lot on, like, polygamy, the FLDS. I honestly feel like episode four trashed on more of the FLDS other than us. And, I mean, they're both, they're both trashed on yeah, <laughs> yeah. both of them, but... Like again, like but I, they got, I see they that got the shorter stick in that one. Steering away, I feel like from yeah, you know, it, the church it's, slander. It's almost like it's showing how Dan uses uh, his faith and religion as a means to get to a political end. Yeah. So like politic, like his political ideas have become a, like his primary motivation, mm-hmm. and his religious views are just pushing it forward. Yeah. 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 It is finally in I think episode four that they actually differentiate between members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the fundamentalist sect. Mm-hmm. But I do have to say, I, I wrote down, I think, probably my favorite line from the fourth episode. Wait, I hope it's the same one I wrote down. <laughs> um, I don't think I, I did it word for word, but the uh, the gist of it was, uh, I think it's from Detective Pyrie, he says, Writing a letter to the prophet is like writing a letter to Heavenly Father himself. I was like, that, that is too. the worst comparison you can make. Just like, are you kidding me? Are I? You can't be serious. You could have said it's like writing a letter to the President of the United States. Like closer. Yeah, close, that's, that, that's closer a little bit more realistic. I mean, like Taylor, if you write a letter to the President of the Church, you are writing a letter to God Himself. Because the president of the church is God himself. Don't know if you knew that, but... It makes sense to me. I mean, I, I, could, I could just pray to get a letter to God himself. I could just talk to God No, what's, what's the logic in that? What's the, <laughs> to write a letter to, to the, the prophet. prophet. Because that's like <laughs> writing to God himself. It's, it's just it's stuff like that that's just like, why you got to do that? Like, why? <laughs> like, what's necessary? It's just like, a, just like a cheap shot. Like, you didn't need to do that. You know it's not true, you know, like, I don't know of a single member that, that you know, looks at the prophet as if he's God, but... I, um, another funny thing that I noticed, and it's, like, more, like, attention to detail, um, when I go to, like, that bishop's house and, like, it's abandoned, mm-hmm. um, you see, like, a little, like, a bar, it's full of soda. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, like, every scene, like, when they're in, like, the, like, the, the jail cell or whatever mm-hmm. the character's like drinking from like a glass bottle and you could probably think it's like a an alcoholic no it says sprite on it like it's <laughs> <laughs> the abundance of That's soda great. i think it's just it was really funny like a good like attention to detail speaking of abundance not attention to detail but abundance is the use of the word heavenly father <laughs> which just drives me insane like when when they say things like oh thank heavenly father you're okay like i don't know if that's actually said but things like that i'm like no no latter day saint says that they might say thank heaven you're okay like that's the substitution but nobody says heavenly father every chance they can get like we should we should be counting how many heavenly fathers are in this show okay this article from Desiree news i was talking about earlier do they she, mention she's this? not even active in our faith and she brings up that exact point. <laughs> so she's she's talking about Brenda. She says, she didn't talk like that, Week said. When you watch the show, they say Heavenly Father like 30 times in the first 10 minutes. And she just didn't talk like that. And and yeah, I don't know of anybody that talks like that. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, or like when they say like, they talk about the prophet's office. 
which I thought was weird because mm. like the, the office of the first presidency, I think is how we referred to it today. The prophet's office just may, sounds... Maybe they said that back then. I don't know. This Maybe. It's, it's shorter. <laughs> oh, I got to talk about Governor Boggs real quick because I learned something about this recently. So they, they talk about how they try to pin the shooting of Governor Boggs on uh, Latter-day Saints, specifically Porter Rockwell. Um, which is really funny because when they came to Porter Rockwell with that allegation, he said something along the lines of, if it was me, he would be dead. <laughs> it wouldn't be an attempted assassination. It, it wouldn't be an attempted assassination. An assassination. <laughs> he would have been dead because actually the governor survives. I don't know. Yeah, they don't show they, that thus far. They conveniently they lift that out in three. But they, they, they have explained it in four yeah, when they, they come show back it. To They're it. like, his, his attempted of life, but he lived. And like you see him get shot and then you like, stumbles back up and then it cuts to does he really else. i must have missed that part. yeah like he's like in his office and he gets shot and i feel like a split second right before he changes like he's like on the table and he just like gets up again or like in like a <laughs> painful oh. way or something i don't know well anyways the the nugget was later on as the saints are crossing the missouri river because of the extermination order and they're getting kicked out of their homes and everything they're about to head west to utah uh they actually ferried Governor Boggs across the river because the Latter-day Saints had the ferry there and that must have just been a really awkward The Latter-day Saints ride. ferried him across with Yeah, him. I don't know where he was going, but um, yeah, he needed to get across the river. Most uncomfortable ferry ride of all time. <laughs> yes, he must have been sweating a little bit. But, uh, Porter Rockwell's breathing down his neck. Yeah, <laughs> just in the shadows. That's what this show would have you believe. Everything is so ominous. I know. My my favorite line, I think I, I laughed out loud for like 10 seconds and I paused it and I replayed it and wrote it down word for word because it was just so funny and out of left field is when like somewhere in the beginning of episode four, his mom, who's she's kind of going a little bit in, in the head, right? She's getting old and everything, um, but she makes this totally random statement. If the Jews don't accept Christ, they're going to find themselves in the celestial kingdom with Hitler. And I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> all right. I thought that was hilarious. I, I was laughing for like 10 seconds. And that's just like another one of those little jabs. Like, ha, look at how weird, yeah. you know, Latter-day Saint views are. And we can we can fit this in there because she's old and senile and right. can spout random things off and get away with it's, it. It's like a shower thought that somebody had one day when thinking about T-Luster Kingdom. Yeah. Project. They're like, wait a minute. <laughs> we can throw this in the movie. Yeah. Also, episode four, they, they bring up a, a pamphlet called Peacemaker. Take a look at that. Yeah. The Peacemaker. Yeah, we haven't done an episode We haven't done an episode on that. on that. That could be interesting. It, I had that same thought, yeah. Um, oh, I also thought it was interesting how Emma Smith is portrayed as kind of being an accomplice a little bit because she's having this argument with Joseph Smith about DNC 132 and she says, I was there when you dug up the plates and when you translated the plates. And I publicly supported their divine authenticity. And like, I don't, did you guys get this vibe that she was like subtly alluding to the fact that it was, it was all a fraud? She, and like, yeah. That's the impression I got. That's interesting. I mean, the first time I I didn't get that vibe, but maybe I, mean, I'm just, I, I could see how you got that impression. Yeah. I'm just wondering if that's, that's like. Because we already talked about in the last episode how, you know, there's some issues historically there with how they're portraying the relationship of Joseph and Emma. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm wondering if this is just like their way of addressing the Book of Mormon 
quickly, like, oh, it's just a fraud. They made it up, you know, and mm -hmm. she's acknowledging it here without, you know, having to get deep into it. But anyway, anyway, so, okay. So, um, any last thoughts? My final thought is this. Well, oh man, I just want to talk more about this. <laughs> I, I'm very frustrated, obviously with, with this series and the way it's their, their approach towards our faith. Um, obviously I'm biased as a Latter-day Saint, as a believing Latter-day Saint. Um, and, and I don't want to be like, I don't want to come off as rude and disrespectful to the creators, uh, especially the, the creator, because it seems very clear that he's had some bad experiences in the church totally. when he grew up. Um, and I think that, you know, this has been kind of denied publicly as this question has come up, as the show has come out. But I do feel like a lot of that angst shines through in the episodes, whether intentional or not. Um, and, and that's frustrating to me. Um, but I want to be kind and sensitive to those who, who, you know, have had bad experiences in the church or, and, and, and do struggle with these historical issues. Sure. And, and that's not to say that, yeah, we, it, we don't not have difficult history. We do totally. And we do have questions. All of us have questions. And they even talk about that in the show, uh, kind of sarcastically referring to, oh, just put it on the shelf. Did they tell you to put your questions on the shelf? So we want to be sensitive to, to real historical issues and questions and concerns and people that are hurting from these things. Um, I'm, just, I'm just disappointed and frustrated with kind of the, the focus being on that history and, and kind of what Brenda's sister was saying, pulling her into this seeming agenda, um, which, which I think would disrespect her memory. Totally. Um, based on Brenda's sister's views here. So anyways, I'm sorry if I come off as strong in these. I, I just, it's frustrating to me. Other thoughts? Uh, I, I'm talking a lot because I'm... It's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm emotionally compromised. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. Um, I hope, like I said before, that they continue to kind of stray away from, like, the church and keep focusing on, like, the political and, like, the actual murder and all that stuff. The, the people themselves. But... I doubt it. There was it, there's hope because of it, what episode four showed. Yeah. Well, it but, seems like even as they're straying, they're still reminding this, you, yeah. hey, look at this creepy stake president that just mm -hmm. wants to cover things up. Look at this bishop who just wants you to put things on the shelf. Look at this, you know, the the untouchable godlike prophet that's leading the which, church. Which, and honestly, there are people with that kind of mentality, just as there are creepy people anywhere. And the way that it obscures, like, what actually happened, the real history of, of what went down, like, I think, like you said, that is the hardest part to watch. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. hopefully, it uh, turns it around in the next few episodes, but it probably won't. <laughs> so many more notes. So little time. So little time. We gotta go. If you have any questions about stuff that we've talked about today or the issues that are brought up in the series itself, uh, we've made lots of episodes that address those those issues, those historical topics. So go down to the description. We've linked them down below. And uh, thanks for watching. This isn't like 1980s BYU library where apparently they're just taking out all the books of the, the dirty history and hiding them. Because Dan Lafferty and the... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.